0: In this time together, we harvest bushels of strength for one another and order our crop with the hands of compassion and generosity. In the authentic and gentle manner of our connections, we cultivate a simple sweetness to brighten our spirits. May we be grateful for the ways we nourish and uplift each other, for it is the sharing of this hallowed time together that sustains us. Words adapted from Katie Gelfand. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our weekly Sunday morning Zoom worship. My name is Matt pargiter Villarreal. I am the intern minister here at First Unitarian Church of Albuquerque and your service leader for this morning. I am joined in worship by worship leader, Michaela Renz-Whitmore and our tech team of DJ Chris Paul and ushers Erica and Alex Johnson Jimenez and also William Baker. The music today was prepared by our music minister, Susan Peck. I am filling in this morning for our associate minister, Reverend Bob Lavallee. Both he and our senior minister, Reverend Angela Herrera, who will be on study leave this week, have tested positive for COVID and are recovering at home. They're both doing well, all things considered, and we send them healing vibes and wish them a safe and speedy recovery. If this is your first or second time with us, we are grateful that you've decided to make us a part of your Sunday morning ritual. If you feel comfortable, please type your name and where you are joining us from in the chat so that we can say hi and welcome you personally.
1: We light this flame as a beacon of welcome to all struggling alone in the darkness. This chalice is a cup of life around which we gather to share many truths. Each of us holds the questions and the answers that lead others out of confusion and pain into community and healing. May you find here a blessing among friends. May our presence together be a celebration of love over hate. So with this symbol of our faith, And in this ritual of community, we create both the light and shadows that signal to us, we are home.
2: See
3: to join me in the Unitarian Universalist Children's Affirmation. Ready? Here we go. We are Unitarian
1: Universalists.
3: We are people of faith with open minds, loving hearts, and helping hands. Thank you.
0: Let's pause the chat for a few moments during the meditation and prayer. I come to this time of meditation with the words of Martha L. Munson on my mind and in my heart. In this time of meditation, may you rest in the grace of the world and be free. In weakness, may you sense the strength of the eternal hills and rest in the grace of the world. In failure, May you be upheld like the buoyancy of water and rest in the grace of the world. In limitation, may you remember that the choices may be as great as the expanse of the sky and rest in the grace of the world. In insecurity, may you feel the solid earth beneath your feet and rest in the grace of the world. In despair, may you hear the joy in birds singing and rest in the grace of the world for a time. In fear, may you feel the warmth of the sun and rest in the grace of the world. For a time I rest in the grace of the world and am free. May it be so. Held by and comforted by these words, may we rest in the grace of the world in the next two minutes of sacred silence, which we share together.
1: In this church, we bring our whole selves and our whole lives. The joys that beat us, the fears that gnaw at us, the sorrows that hollow us out. Together, we practice gratitude for the blessings in our lives, and we support each other in our grief. In this community, we find the strength to be joyous and to go on fighting hate with love. Please use the chat box to share first your joys and then your concerns as prompted by the video. You can also contact the church by emailing caring at uuabq.org.
2: Amazing grace, That such souls.
0: source of life, known by many names and in many different forms, who holds us in love and gives us the grace our lives need to continue moving forward, we come to you as we do each week seeking comfort, solace, and guidance as we bring everything that is on our hearts to you in this moment. We stop to show gratitude and to celebrate all of the many joys, both large and small, that continue to bless our lives. Things like trips, camping, new friends, beautiful mornings, warm nights, helping others, and birds. We especially celebrate those in the LGBTQIA community as we observe a Pride Month this June. May they continue to be lifted up as the uniquely beautiful and brilliant individuals that they are and always have been. And may we celebrate the ways in which knowing them is a blessing to our lives. We especially come heavy with the concerns of our hearts. We continue to mourn with the families of the victims and others affected by the wave of mass shootings and gun violence that have gripped our nation. 21 lives lost at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Five lost at St. Francis Hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Three lives lost at Cornerstone Church in Ames, Iowa. We lament this needless and senseless loss of life and we cry out and ask not only when will it end, but how can we make sure that this does not continue to happen? We pray for all those who are suffering with COVID and all those who care for them, especially in light of rising number of cases, both in our community and across the country. For all those affected by climate change and environmental degradation, especially those in the path of wildfires here in New Mexico. For the unhoused in our community and those affected by hyperinflation and rising rent costs, who do not know if they will have a home to come to. For those affected by addiction and mental illness in all their many forms, and for those who care for them. For this church as it continues to navigate a time of transition and growth, remembering especially our senior minister, Angela Herrera, and our associate minister, Bob Valley, For all these and those concerns which remain silently in our minds and on our hearts, we lift them up to the great powers of healing and renewal known by many names. May it ever continue to be so. Amen and blessed be. Peace be with you.
3: Oh.
1: Ultimate Grace by Maria Teresa Custillo Gallardo. Ultimate Grace, the heart of every matter, in every perfection and imperfection, in all senses and tenses, in moments of every right and wrong, presenting choices to inquiring hearts. You are in the purpose and the journey of mishaps. You are in moments of understanding and misunderstanding. We have but to seek and invoke you and enable the work of your spirit. As prayer is but an articulated common dream, we invoke our ultimate concern of the work of faith. We long to be hand in hand, creating a world where everyone belongs free us from our hindrances, make invisible things visible, the voiceless heard, lay what is hidden before us, make the chain unbound, the doubting believe, what is confusing, let clarify, as hardened hearts grow soft to the touch. May we come in fullness with gratefulness in faithfulness to one another. May we speak in kind conversing, disclosing our truths with care, expressing our practical wisdom to learn of its practical limits. For the world was not meant to be possessed by a singular truth, but to be built together upon revelations. Oh universe with stars in your hair, You have shown that great things emerge from humble beginnings, no matter how flawed and lacking. That one story in a stable, in prison, in the cave, in destitution, in abject poverty, if lived in all sincerity, can liberate from darkness the many. May our eyes seek to appreciate, our breath to dedicate power our hands to warm one another. When loving fearlessly, we are invincible. When free will is deliberate, we are pivotal. When dreaming together, we are infinite. Remind us of the very questions that we have turned away from, that we thought could not be answered or are impossible to realize. Dear universal intelligence, Your embrace contains everything but confines nothing. In the ever insistence of existence, may this one moment count. Amen.
0: When I came across Martha L. Munson's simple meditation, based on an even more simple and profound quote by american poet wendell berry it seemed to speak perfectly to the thoughts around the theme of grace that had been swirling around in my head yearning to manifest themselves in words on the page i can remember two years ago my spouse and i had spent the christmas holiday with my parents getting a glimpse of the brand new house they had built for themselves in the middle of nowhere in the very appropriately named town of Comfort, Texas. As we gathered together and shared memories and stories over copious amounts of food, including the obligatory South Texas tradition of several dozen tamales, My dad asked me if I would say grace at dinner on Christmas day. This was not an unusual request, one that I have come to expect since announcing to my parents that I was going through the process of becoming a minister and I was happy to oblige. As I pondered over what to say, it got me thinking about what it means when we say the word grace and just what kind of relationship we have with it. The word grace, by virtue of its Latin root grazia, has come to be synonymous with being thankful for receiving something. In Spanish, the word for thank you is gracias. But there is also a completely separate theological definition. That definition, according to Merriam-Webster, is, quote, unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. The Oxford English Dictionary echoes the same sentiment, defining grace in theological terms as the free and unmerited favor of God. I was struck by the fact that the word unmerited appeared in both definitions. When was the last time you used the word unmerited in polite conversation? It's not a word that we're used to hearing often. For something to be unmerited, it means that there is nothing that one must specifically do in order to achieve whatever that something is. Essentially, a person does not have to be a certain kind of individual or have to meet a certain level of performance in order to receive grace or assistance from the divine. Broken down further into layperson's terms, grace is something that is given by God to every single person. Furthermore, Considering that it is unmerited, it is also something that we can never lose or have taken away from us. If we believe this to be true, then why is grace something that we are still asking for? Why is it something that we are still crossing our fingers hoping to receive? Is that what we are truly asking for, or is it something else? It seems to me that we as humans have a transactional relationship and expectation with God when it comes to grace. It is only when we are receiving things that we consider to be good, or when things are going the way that we want them, that we consider ourselves to have God's grace or that things are happening by the grace of God. If, however, grace is something that is divine assistance that is always with us regardless, then that means it must also be present when things are not going the way that we want them to. Grace is both in having an abundance of things and also having nothing. It is present when we are at rock bottom with no hope in sight. Grace is not simply the cosmic cure-all that alleviates and eradicates all hardship and makes our lives easy and error-free from that point forward. It does not provide us with the solution. It gives us the fuel we need to keep moving forward in order to find the solution. It is this duality that I hear in Munson's words. We are invited and called to rest in the grace of the world and be free, even in moments we would rather avoid. Moments like weakness, failure, limitation insecurity, despair, and fear. In each of those negative connotations, there is a dormant and ever-present sense of hope and strength that reminds us of the divine assistance that is always there in the grace of the world. It also speaks to the reality that is present in moments of grace. It is still there even if you do not have everything figured out or if you have no idea where to turn in order to find the next step of the journey. It is the underlying sense that somehow everything will be okay and that everything will find a resolution. It is the assurance that the next step will make itself known and visible, even if we must rest from actively having to seek it out. It is the relationship that I hear in the words of Elizabeth Alexander's song Grace that serves as the musical offering for today's service. Alexander states candidly on her website that it took her almost five years to complete the song, mostly because she struggled to find a way to capture the meaning of a concept as large and as all-encompassing as grace in the words of a single song. She also speaks of her own cultural baggage around the concept of grace defined by a basis in the misguided Christian doctrine of her youth that taught her to seek grace as something only bestowed by the divine and only to certain people that were believed to be deserving of it. Alexander looked to express through her music and lyrics the universal nature of grace and how it is a gift and a blessing that we all experience at different times in our lives. At the same time, she does not shy away from expressing how something as beautiful as grace can exist alongside the brutal heartbreaks and difficult moments that sometimes come to pass in our life. Alexander is a realist when it comes to how grace affects us in those low moments. Grace is how we know that despite everything that has come our way we still find ourselves able to lift our heads and be able to stand tall. Grace also serves as a beacon for us, a light to help us know the way to go and be able to bring ourselves out of the darkness. It is the way that two people can find a way to remain together. The way that those who are broken can find their voices again, the way we can find it in ourselves to overcome shame and conquer our inmost fears. Grace is what gives us the strength to try and to find the catalyst that can propel us forward and perhaps change our lives for the better. It is the same sentiment that I hear even louder and clearer in the words of Maria Teresa Gustillo Gallardo in the reading from earlier. Gustillo speaks directly to the supernatural power that she feels and to which she relates. It is not God or the divine, but ultimate grace and universal intelligence. She acknowledges the existence of grace in all possible situations, perfection and imperfection, understanding and misunderstanding, the journey of mishaps that we find ourselves stumbling along. Gustillo's powerful words not only evoke what the recognition of the power of grace can do for our own individual lives, but what is possible and what is achieved if we harness its power as a collective people. Her words speak directly to our sixth and seventh principles, the goal of world community with peace, liberty and justice for all, and respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. It is when we discover that in the midst of all of our struggles and at our low points we have divine assistance that is always walking alongside us. It serves as a reminder that we are not alone in our journeys. Once we come to the realization that we are not alone, we can become the interdependent web of all existence and serve to remind others that they are not alone in their struggle either. It is once we are one united body that, as Gustillo says, we are infinite when we are dreaming and we are invincible when we are loving fearlessly. It is together with our collective grace that we can turn the peace, liberty, and justice for all from the sixth principle into a reality. As much as it is something that has been given to us by the divine, We get the opportunity to be reminders of that grace to others who, in the midst of their struggles, need to know that grace is not only present in their lives, but that it can do more powerful things than we can possibly imagine. I hear it in the story of my own life and my own struggle. When I was 18 years old, I moved more than 3,000 miles away from home to begin my life attending my dream college in my favorite city, Washington, D.C. I was excited at the prospect and the direction that the future held, and I was ready to embrace whatever life had in store. I was not prepared for that reality to look like coming to the realization that I was queer, And the more and more that I began to embrace myself and who I was, the less and less that friends that I had initially come out to became with me. All of the friends that I had the September of my first semester had turned on me by March of my second semester. I began a downward spiral. Frustration at my situation led to depression. Depression led to not wanting to be a burden on other people's lives, which led to thoughts of suicide. I don't believe in having regrets in life, but I do feel like there was grace in that struggle and in the still unexplained voice that I heard one day in my dorm that told me to get to the counseling center and seek help. My life was led in a completely different direction. One that led to me transferring schools and coming back to Texas to be closer to family. It was in Texas that I was able to flourish. I was able to live openly as myself, finish school and graduate with honors, meet and marry the person I love more than anything and realize the call to ministry that I had been ignoring for years and that would change my life for the better and give it the meaning and purpose for which I had been searching. To say that there is grace in the struggle is allowing ourselves to rest in the midst of the unfinished struggle allow those forces which are more powerful than ourselves to continue the work and guide us in unexpected directions and present us with unexpected conclusions. Perhaps we find in this strength and the collective work of our community, perhaps it is a moment of rest in order to find deep inside of ourselves the strength that we did not know that we had in order to resume the struggle and better navigate the obstacles we once swore that we could never get through and never get past. When I was looking up the theological definition of grace, I was thinking of it in terms of being a noun, but it can also function as a verb. The definition of grace as a verb from the same Merriam-Webster definition as earlier is to confer dignity or honor upon. To confer dignity or honor upon. We are the recipients of dignity and honor from the divine. We have been valued as worthy and important. And that will never go away or be taken from us. It will be with us in the highest of high points and the lowest points of all. And that is something that can have more power and more impact than we can realize. So as you leave from here today, I invite you to put aside the perceptions you have of grace, what it is and what it is supposed to be, and rest for a while perhaps in the peace of the world, as Wendell Berry suggests, and allow yourself to encounter it and have it inspire your life, just like in the words of Elizabeth Alexander's song. And I hope that you not only get the chance to know it in that one encounter, but also to find the grace that has always been yours. May it be the companion that you need along the journey and ever present with you in the struggle, and may you be the encouragement to others to find that same grace and allow it to change their lives. May it ever continue to be so. Blessed be. Amen. Shalom. Assalamu alaikum. Namaste. Thank you all so much.
1: One miracle we experience again and again is that when we feel the most empty, what we can do is give to others. And when our lives are full, it only brings us more joy when we share. Starting today, we have a new change for the future recipient. Family Promise of Albuquerque is an organization that empowers families in Albuquerque and Rio Rancho who are at risk of homelessness, who are experiencing homelessness. Their clients are supported as they achieve sustainable independence through a community-based response. Volunteers from First Unitarian have been have supported Family Promise for many years. You can make an offering online by clicking on the link that we'll put in the chat box. If you prefer not to give online, you can simply mail a check to the church and include change for the future in the memo line. And now Let us exercise the enduring power of generosity.
2: flor un pétalo del sol el amor
0: given in generosity is received in gratitude. Thank you on behalf of First Unitarian Church of Albuquerque and our change for the future recipient Family Promise of Albuquerque. We are coming to the end of our Zoom service, but if you would like to stay on after and chat with a few of your fellow sibling congregants, we would always love it if you would. Please wait until after the end credits and you'll be placed in one of our breakout rooms. To get the conversation started, here is a question to consider. It's actually two questions. What is your relationship with grace? And what are the ways that you have encountered grace in your life? What is your relationship with grace? And what are the ways that you have encountered grace in your life? But before we extinguish our chalice, please go ahead and navigate yourselves to gallery view if you can. Look at all of the wonderful faces smiling back at you. Let us take part in our pacham greeting. Place one hand on your heart, extend the other out to the gallery, making eye contact as is comfortable for you to do. May we encounter the grace that our lives need this day. And may it help us go out into the world to bless the lives of others. May it ever continue to be so. Amen and blessed be. Our service has ended, but my friends, your service has just begun. Go in peace, go in joy, go in love.